Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. David Quirk is in the booth and talk some real estate, anything else we feel like it. Welcome to the show. I am Jim Fannin, and that is David Quirk. Hello. And that's his Facebook page if you need to get a hold of him. Now you know how to do it. Thank you, Jay Beatty, for the intro music. That is my own music that will not get cut by YouTube, will not get censored, will not give me a copyright strike. There's David looking more handsome than ever on his Facebook page. He looks better on his Facebook page. Oh, wow. Than wow. in real life. That hurts. Imagine that. <laughs> Dude, welcome to the uh, dungeon, oh, the cellar. You. I appreciate your time. What's going on with you these days? I appreciate you reconnecting the other day. It was yeah, like out of nowhere. I'm like, David, quirk. I just, it was one of those things. I was like, I haven't talked to Jim in forever. I'm going to shoot him a message and see what's going on with him. About 30 seconds later, I got a phone call and we talked for half an hour. Yeah, yeah everything. No, I appreciate that. So, uh, just for anybody that doesn't know you, uh, yeah. take some time and tell us about like who you are, what you've done to get to this point, and what you're oh, doing geez. these days. <laughs> take as long as you need. More of you and less of me is better. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, yeah, my name is Dave Quirk. I have worked a plethora of horrible jobs in my life, and now I'm in real estate. And plethora. That's a great word. Yeah, it's not uh-huh. used enough. <laughs> um, no, I've, I've literally worked in call centers and strip clubs and everything in between <laughs> but now i got my real estate license got into real estate but i kind of grew up around it so and you know that like i grew up in the real estate world and finally hit that point where i'm like you know what i know i know this pretty well inside out and backwards i might as well get my license and try and make a quick buck off of it so nice that's where i'm at now and in between and everything beforehand i've done i've been a youtube celebrity for a gaming company i've like I said, I did the call center thing. I've worked way too many retail jobs to, to count. And yeah, I, I spend a lot of time just doing what people tell me to. <laughs> <laughs> retail? What were you doing in retail? Oh, so I worked uh, I worked in Future Shop for a little while doing computer sales. And then from there, I worked at U-Haul. And I was a mechanic and a U-Haul salesman. That was interesting when it's literally the truck doesn't work okay well let me get under the hood and fix it there you go it's all fixed now you're good to go really yeah so i i can i can fix a u-haul truck pretty quick (laughs) i didn't know you had mechanic skills you take that in school or something no i took computer programming in school yeah okay so a little bit more your speed yeah i know right uh i took it back when the world was going we don't have any computer programmers we don't have anybody who has a license for this and then i got out of it and it was well now we have way too many and you 
can't find a job anywhere because everyone's already got the jobs. So that kind of sucked a little bit, made it a little bit easier for me in life because now I know how technology works, right? So in my real estate world and the YouTube world and everything like that, I kind of knew what I was doing before I even got into it. And that pretty much puts me a little bit ahead of the game, especially when we see realtors now because no realtor seems to understand how their phone works or how Facebook works or, you know, they're too busy advertising on yellow pages. <laughs> What's the yellow pages? <laughs> oh, I think I told you earlier. It's uh, what those. It's what people use when they run out of rolling papers. So, did uh, that, that kind of put me a little bit ahead of ahead of the game? So I got a pretty good presence online, and that didn't cost me an arm and a leg to do it. And yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. And now I just sell houses, or at least I'm trying to. Yeah, nice. How long you had your license? I got my license in January, sold my first house like two two days. I got I got the offer two days later. We sold a week after I got my license. Then a month after that, I sold my second house, and then COVID hit. Nobody wanted to, to talk to me because it was all referrals and agents they already knew, so cold calling didn't work. I couldn't go door knocking because I'd get shot. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that kind of put me behind the eight ball pretty bad. So at that point, I just maxed out my advertising i got billboards i advertised on facebook on instagram i uh, did pretty much anything i possibly could and nothing really turned any heads or got any business out of it so you know just kind of worked from there learned everything i possibly could helped out everyone i possibly could and now i can do any of the back office stuff in minutes where other agents take some hours to days to get it done dude i i got 25 years as a realtor <laughs> and it takes me forever Ever to do those things because I, yep. I, I hate it mostly, and you know everyone wants a good admin guy that can just go yeah here get my uh, my co ops and my working with a realtor and the, and then they're loading you up with more forms and more forms mm-hmm. and more disclosures and all this kind of stuff and well what was it like ten fifteen years ago you needed like three pieces of paper to to close a deal yeah you needed you know someone's working with you you got the deal and then you got the the sign off on it and now it's you need a form that says you're working with a realtor. Now you need a form that says you're working with a realtor and you're willing to, to pay them once it's done. Then you got your offer, but you need three different things on that offer. And then you got to go and get all kinds of forms in the back end of it. And it's just, it's ridiculous what you need and to track do. And, all, that kind of stuff, and every, yeah. all the agents that I talk to are like, oh, I, I hate doing it and I hate doing this. And I got an admin to do it for me. And I'm literally like, I can I can pull up my phone and tell Siri to do it. And it gets everything sent off because I, I programmed it to do it for me. Wow. So it just makes life so much easier. Techno geek. A little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. Uh, especially because it's it just reduces the the um, it reduces so much manual oh, yeah. labor if you can program your phone to kind of do whatever you tell it to. That's yeah. that's awesome, man. And then just the the introduction of like e signing is a godsend yeah. for realtors. So that that I, I don't think I've actually had anybody physically sign a document since I've started, and I've done probably a hand, probably. 18 deals now working on the back end helping out other realtors and I, I, I get them to e-sign everything and all the realtors are helping are like how'd you get that done in an hour like you didn't even leave I'm like no I just emailed it off they emailed it back everything's done in about five minutes I got it filed we're good to go the games really changed from the standpoint of like you sometimes you don't even meet your people nope you don't meet them to show them the house yep you don't meet them to do the offer you don't meet them to close the house like seriously it's it's it might be coming uh you know i'm sure that some people have done this like you're meeting your people for the first time when the house closes yeah or after yep when you're going to take them a case of beer and a 
pizza or something. Yeah, like and just that. say, hey, you know, congratulations on your new house. Like, yeah. By the way, I'm the guy who did everything for you. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you, what's your are you good at that kind of the back end stuff? Because that's I don't mean the back end that way. I mean the the here's what I never was good at and it's the best part of the business is showing up on closing with a case of beer and a pizza mm-hmm. because they don't have the fridge installed yet and they've got all their friends and family there you show up as the the realtor you're the hero yeah you know hey mom dad you know blah 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 this is my realtor mm-hmm. and it's the easiest thing because you get to sit down with them and it's 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 the best part of the business yep and i think it provides you the best ROI on your business because you're getting way more business from it. Mm-hmm. You're happy to be there, so you're in a good space. You're not under pressure negotiating mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And 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 it turns, like people remember that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, well, call my guy, Dave Cork. I mean, that's my guy. And so that is the stuff that I was not good at. Oh, you know, I... dripping on them with an anniversary letter, yeah. sending them a, a, a calendar in December or you know, for the new year or just touching base with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if you don't stay in front of them they forget all you. the time, they forget you. Yep. And I can't tell you how many times I come up on people in the grocery store or something like this. And as soon as they see me, they're like, oh, oh Jimmy. I'm like, what? What's wrong? I just bought a house. I'm like, oh, man, why didn't you call me? I didn't. I just I didn't even think of, think of you. Yep. And I'm like, you didn't think of me. Do you remember buying the house? Like, uh, is there something wrong with you? You know, and people, yeah, if you don't stay in front of them, they're gone. And that's a lot of dough you toss out the window if you don't yeah. know how to do that part of the business. And that, that, again, that's that's the whole technology thing is I've got a CRM that I've sort of built myself a little bit. And I put in the anniversaries. I put in the birthdays. I put in all that stuff. And it sends me a little thing being like, hey, just so you know, in like two days, John Smith is going to like celebrate the one year of having their house. Great. Let me just grab something and do it for them really quick i don't have to look out and find those things i've got it just automatically reminding me of those those dates and then birthdays and the anniversaries and if i'm working on a on a deal with somebody and their birthday comes up it's not even a a work thing you just say hey you know what i want to wish you happy birthday i'm still working on the side but you know happy birthday hope you have Mm -hmm. a good one it's just that that little touch base with them is is great back in the day when i was at remax garden city Mm -hmm. which is your father's shop yep and uh, my mother was the manager there and when we were selling real estate we used to advertise together and stuff like that and then she was like no take me out of the ads you know Mm -hmm. once she started getting really into the management but i remember we had uh carolyn dot was dominic carolyn and what was his name dominic anyways they had that that uh right beside the boardroom was our double office yep and then billy and i were in there and i had this old IBM PS1. It was a 386, I think. Okay. And top producer came on five, three and listen to me, I'm fucking a dinosaur. Eh? <laughs> they came on five, three and a half inch HD discs. Yep. And that program <clears throat> I used um, faithfully. Mm-hmm. And it was, <clears throat> I, I just stopped using it not long ago because they, <clears throat> they screwed my, um, I start. I wasn't using it for real estate. I was using it for mail outs, mm-hmm. and then they they stopped. They just kept cutting the limits back, and like I'd send out fifty thousand a day, email. Yep. I'd send twenty three thousand or twenty five thousand to the Toronto agents, the you know the local board of uh, chamber of commerce and the men's club and this and that and this. I had all these lists, and so when I sent something out like a new property, boom, it would go out to everybody. You know, over time, it would go out because their servers, it took a, a while for it to drop. Mm-hmm. The new servers are, are really good, not on top producer, but the, these new 
these new email servers that they got. And so, I, but I used to use it for real estate. So I do my cold calls. And I remember, you know, as an example, I call this guy up and I'm like, hey, it's Jim Fannin. We spoke six months ago. Oh, by the way, how's Jason's arm? Mm-hmm. What? Well, last time I talked to you, he'd just broken his arm. What? How did you? Well, it was all in my notes. Yep. And they think like you actually you just care. Have, like, this crazy memory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, and they're like, "Wow, this guy really is really responsive, and he, like he takes a, a, a great interest in me." And I'm like, no, it's in my notes. Yeah. I would never tell him that. It's so. like the. Uh, you ever watch the the show The Office? Uh, not very much. No. So they had a uh, they had an episode, and the main manager guy. It's it's a sales business. They're trying to sell paper and everything, but he's got a Rolodex, and it's all his notes on people, and they all have these different colors. Well, somebody steals it. And he goes up to the one guy's house who's a client of the other salesperson. He's like, hey, you know, how are you? What's going on? Uh, how's your gay son? And then, like, that's how the joke starts. And then it goes to the actual guy. He's like, yeah, anybody who steals my Rolodex isn't going to get it because I have highlighted different colors. And most of them mean don't say it. Like, green means go ahead and don't say this. <laughs> Orange means aren't you glad you didn't say that? Like, <laughs> all these different things. So I thought that was that was funny, but it's it's very similar to what you're doing, where you have your notes and stuff like that, and people mm-hmm. think like, "Wow, how can you remember that?" Well, it's, it's it's not my memory. I have notes on you, like I have a little Wikipedia about you on my computer. So yeah. Now, so uh, how do you find the games changed? Uh, like you know the game, even though you, you're a new licensee. Yeah. So you know the game as far as like how it used to operate, mm-hmm. and like when Remax came in, I was just telling the story the other day. For people that don't know. When Remax first came in, they took the employee setup where you're getting a 50-50 split with your broker, mm-hmm. but you were kind of like a, an employee. You didn't get benefits or anything like that, but the broker took half your business. Yep. They took half your check. Mm-hmm. And then real estate maximums come in. That's what Remax stands for. And then they they came in with this, what, 90-10 split or yep. 95-5 or whatever it was when they first came in. And so all the big shots we're that like, were doing huge business, they're like, whoa. Okay, so I got to pay two thousand a month. I got to pay all my photocopy fees. All my now you're an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. Now you can write off all your business expenses. Now you're in a, like a businessman uh, from the standpoint of write-offs. And then they changed the game. Mm-hmm. So when they said the cream of the crop, well, it, Remax was the only place where the cream of the crop went. Yep. The, all the best agents went to Remax, like over the first you know five years or something like mm-hmm. that. I, mean, I don't know. How old Remax was when your when your dad bought, but you, your father's always had a pretty good vision for what's coming. Yeah. Sometimes he's wrong with the yeah, transaction yeah. fee. That didn't work out so no, well. So I was getting the transaction <laughs> fee on everything. Seven percent for the selling broker plus us. But back then I was doing seven percent, three and a half, three and a half. Yeah. Uh, transaction fee, no problem. Because I mean, if you've got salesmanship, you can sell it, mm-hmm. or it's just a transaction fee. But yeah, he, he didn't see that one coming. But he saw the Remax system coming. So he bought in mm-hmm. and did very well for himself. Yep. I mean, it, and you know, I, I'm coaching Alex Kazam the other day. He's a kid. I've been to him kid. He's going to be 30 pretty soon, but like I've known him since he was 12 or something. And he's talking about getting real estate. And I'm like, dude, you, you crushed it in real estate. You're young, you're aggressive, you're charming, you're talented. You, like this is like, yeah. Yeah. And anyways, uh, he, uh, I met him the other day, and another guy was, you know, kind of talking, and we're going like, you know what? You don't actually have to be. You need to have a good realtor, Mm -hmm. but you make the money in real estate by buying properties, not by selling them. Realtors aren't flying the jets. You know who are flying jets? The trainers. Yep. 
they're getting six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars America, thousand dollars American a month to coach agents. Mm -hmm. And that's all. That's usually per agent or per session, and yeah. it's it's crazy the amount of money they make. I've gone. They've to, got private jets. Oh yes, the realtors do. don't. Oh, yeah. The property developers do. Yep. You know, but uh, yeah, the money's not made in being a realtor. Everyone's like, oh yeah, you're a realtor. Oh, you're Mr. Big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. There's my clients make more money than I do on the most part if they know what they're doing and they're buying and flipping houses, right? Or yep. being developers or stuff like that. So, you don't actually have to be a realtor to to make money in real estate. And that's why I took, when we said to Alex, I'm like, dude, you want to you want to go through all that schooling? It's going to take you a year, cost you about five grand. Is that about right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, about that. And then you also got to pay your taxes and you got to pay your, your broker fees and you got to yep. pay your uh, your license and your insurance on everything. And that's it just, it adds up pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So usually when you're in real estate, if you do two or three deals at the beginning of the year, that's just going to cover your expenses to be a realtor. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where, where that leaves you. Yeah, at. Mom used to say back in the old days, you do one deal for your bills and one deal for you. Mm -hmm. But back then, I think the average commission was thirty five hundred bucks or yeah. something like that. What's that? No, what's the average commission now? Um, you're looking at about four to five on uh, the the housing market in the area right now on the average rate, and they dropped the commission now. the The average commission that you see in the area is about four percent. That's and that's that's that gets then split between the buyer and seller. So they're usually walking away with two percent. So that's that's pretty. I don't accurate. understand how that works, and this is a unique market from that standpoint because you know you look at markets, big markets in Florida or California or something. They're all at three percent. Mm -hmm. They don't want a friggin' private real estate dot com on their. You know, you're selling a three million dollar mansion. You think you're going to call one percent realty? Yeah. Like, hello. And I know in some like in um, in Vancouver they have a scaled rate. It's three percent on the first hundred, mm -hmm. and then it's you know chopped yeah. down from there, but. <clears throat> These discount brokerages don't survive in those markets mm -mm. because they go to two percent, and people they like will eventually realize that oh well, I'm offering two, everyone else offers three. Mm -hmm. Who's going to show my property? Yeah. When you get a one dollar compensation for the buyer and a mere listing or something like, <clears throat> buyers aren't you know conditioned to pay commission yet. Mm -hmm. I think <clears throat> maybe that day's coming. Well, maybe it's, that it's, day. It's the mindset know, the, and it's the 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 way a lot of realtors sell it is if I if you're buying a property you're not actually going to be the guy who pays me a commission it's the seller and that's the mindset that a lot of realtors put in the their buyer's mind where it's you know you hire a realtor you're not paying for them the seller's going to be paying for it mm -hmm. and then they don't realize that when you're signing a document you're doing everything if the seller doesn't pay me you have to pay me but you've already put it in their head that you know you're not the one who actually yeah that's something me. that's got to change it does. I don't know how. I don't have a problem with double ending, but I think it's days are numbered mm -hmm. where you won't be able to, you can't get a lawyer to work for husband and wife when they're separating. Mm -hmm. Duh. No. Who, who, you know, who's the loyalty going to be to? Yeah. And you're seeing a lot. It's it. But again, then on the other hand, how do you, like, who do you want to sell your house? You want the guy's sign is on your lawn. Yeah. You want that guy to sell your house. So, you, you know, it's a catch 22 that, yeah, you can't really work for the buyer and the seller at the same time, but who do you trust more to do the job? Yeah. You know? So, and that's, that's, and the weird thing is that we're seeing a, a market now where double ending stuff is almost frowned upon, but everything going like building up to it was you want to double end. If you're selling a house, you want to be the, the realtor who finds the buyer because that way you get more commission, you're going to get paid out better and it's just better for everybody. Well, then you look at it from the other end, other side of it. And it's, well, if you're working for the seller, you want to try and get them the best price. And if you're working for the buyer, you want to try and get them the lowest price. Well, you can't do both. Mm -hmm. There's no ethical way to do that. And so we run into that problem where you're kind of playing both sides of the fence where you say, hey, you know, maybe put in an offer for, 
360 and then you go back to the, the seller and say okay we'll counter back with 370 okay well now they counter back you, you know the numbers already you might as well just go to both of them and say hey you know what you guys sit down figure what you want and i'll do the paperwork do you think it'll come to a time where agency's thrown out the window because i mean your your father's always said you know what we're, we're transaction facilitators mm -hmm. we don't we don't create agency like a lawyer does yep where I will work in your best interest all the time. Mm -hmm. We're just facilitating a transaction. So yep. do you ever- that's, that's because that's what the, the realtor has become. It's we're, we're paper pushers. A lot of people see us as paper pushers, whereas back in the day it was we were facilitators, we were negotiators, we were hagglers. We worked for our client. And now it's the, the mindset of everybody is, a, a realtor is just a paper pusher. They're gonna do all the documents. And that's because you've got places like Purple Bricks Marketing saying, you know, you don't actually need a realtor. You just need someone to do the paperwork for you. And they advertise and they market that so heavily that it puts a negative spin on realtors that a lot of people are saying, I don't need a realtor, you're a paper pusher. But in reality, well, no, we're not just paper pushers. We are. We do most of the legal work more than the, the actual lawyer themselves because we're handling the documents, we're handling the conditions, we're handling everything on that. We're also marketers. We market your home. We advertise your home. We do everything for that. Essentially, also, that's all you really are as a marketing agent because yeah. you know that's all they pay you to do is just Advert market the house so yeah. that it sells either way. And you know, uh, a buddy of mine said to me the other day, I'm going to take this to my lawyer. I'm like, dude, I just looked at it for you. The lawyer's no shit when it comes to new clauses and mm -hmm. agency and how it's progressed and what the new... FinTrack laws. I mean, they have some idea, but they're, they yep. don't have the day-to-day -day updates that the realtors get all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm your lawyer when it comes to looking at the real estate yeah. contract. When, when, when you want it to close, then you take yeah. it to the lawyer. And he's yeah, like, well, someone... I, it can't hurt to have him look at it. Sure. You want to pay your lawyer 250 bucks to scan the document and tell you that's fine mm -hmm. after I did? No problem. <laughs> it's yeah. your money. But No, and that's the thing is that a lot of lawyers, if you hand them an offer and say, okay, find the mistakes in this, they're, they're going to look at it and go, okay, well, it's fine. It's, it's fine, it's but fine it, to me. you hand it to a realtor and they're going to go, well, this doesn't make sense. These dates don't add up. This mm -hmm. is basically going to say after 15 days, you're screwed. This is saying that you're not going to be able to check and see if there's any liens on the property. So if there are, and you actually take ownership of it, you're now responsible for those. And lawyers don't look at that. They just look at it to say, oh, you got your signatures are where they're supposed to be signed. Your I's are dotted, your T's are crossed. Who cares? Mm -hmm. And I, I just did the real estate course last year. And that's what they hammer into you is look at this. Uh, offer and find the mistakes. Well, it, if I was a lawyer, I'd look at it and go, there's no mistakes in this whatsoever. But then as a realtor, you look at it and it's, well, dates don't line up. This is backwards. This doesn't make sense. This clause is not in the benefit of the buyer. It's in the benefit of the seller, but we're trying to market it that way. And it's, it doesn't make sense to anybody. So, so technically, what have you seen change since the old days? You were talking about yellow pages, oh, you know, and Wayne had a really cool thing. Like, it was a good, it was good play back in the day. Mm -hmm. Every time that phone book landed on the porch, there was a 50-50 chance that the Remax sign with the balloon was up. Yep. Like the back cover of that phone book was yep. Remax. And he's probably still got it. Does mm -hmm. he? Yeah. <laughs> You're I, probably I, working on him to get rid of that oh, thing. <laughs> I, I, I made a point to him, actually. But I that showed. was a good That was yeah. a good play back in the day. And he had a 40% market capture mm -hmm. for a reason. Like he was, he was a brilliant marketer. Yeah. yeah. At least he was. He was. <laughs> no, there's no argument there. But at the same point in time, you know, a club was the best weapon ever. What was? A club used to be the best weapon ever. Well, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Hey, come on. Seriously, it's not going to work anymore. He's still kind of in the Stone Age with it where he's advertising in Yellow Pages. And I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip on him a he's little not bit gonna, here. He's not watching. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> he doesn't he, have uh, Facebook. He doesn't know how to log into Facebook. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but it was, uh, no, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where I kind of got ripped on him from, he, he ripped on me a little bit of, about it because I wanted to get into technology. I wanted to learn how computers work. I wanted to get into the internet. I wanted, I wanted to know where we were going with technology. 
And now because of that, I have this knowledge of Facebook. I have this, like, I understand how search engine optimization works. I understand how Google ads works. I understand, you know, if you put money into this, you will see the results. You'll be able to see it. Whereas yellow pages, billboards, things like that, they'll no say. No way to track it. There's, there's no, absolutely no way to track it. So you're going to pay $1,200 a month and they'll tell you, okay, well, it's going to reach 50,000 people. Well, you have no way to prove that. Well, we hand it out to 50,000 homes. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me every single home is going to open that book, look at my ad, and go, oh, okay, great. This is that ad. Like, there's no way to guarantee that. Yeah, and qualifying your leads never works either. You're mm-hmm. like, well, where, how'd you find out about us? Um, you know, like, who's yeah. going to say, oh, yeah, you remember that phone book that landed on my door? I, yeah, I looked mm-hmm. at it and saw the balloon and thought Remax, you know. And, exactly. You know, I, I've never been a fan of those. I know T-Rood's doing a lot of this, the shotgun advertising, you know, the bunch, the benches, the mm-hmm. billboards and whatever. Yeah, that's great if you're established or yeah. if you're new even. That's, here's that, a new face. Yeah, and that was my mindset because I, I did buy a billboard. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I did it, I didn't, I did not expect to get any leads out of it. Didn't no, expect just get anything. your face out there. It was literally. They're just like, some... "Hey, I know that guy. Oh, yeah. he's a realtor now." Exactly. And the thing was, I had the billboard up for a week, and I had two people call me from high or like grade school, and they're like, "Hey, you know, I saw your billboard. You look really good. Congratulations on being a realtor." I was like, "Hey, thanks. Like, are, are you looking to buy or sell?" He's like, "No, I just want to call and say congrats." I was like, "Awesome, man. Now that you know, if you know of anybody who wants to, you, they got a number to call. Perfect." I was like, "Great. Yeah. Let's hang out sometime." But it, it also helps out because if I do my cold calls, if I call anybody, if I'm doing anything odds are they've seen that billboard because it's I, I made sure it was in an area that's very you know popular mm-hmm. um and now because of it when i cold call when i talk to anybody it's hi my name is dave quirk oh you're the guy with the billboard i was like yeah that's me and it, it gives them a face mm-hmm. but i do not expect anybody to walk down the street see a billboard and go hey you know what? we should call that guy right now like that's yeah. not going to happen so that's that's kind of where that is and the thing is that was my mindset with a billboard whereas you see my father's idea is well if we're going to put a, an ad up it better generate calls. Well, that's, that's, it's not going to. That doesn't work anymore. It's You're going to get them stuck in someone's head, but mm-hmm. no one's going to look at a billboard and immediately say, we need to call them right now. Mm-hmm. And by the time they get home, they've forgotten what they looked at. Well, uh, you're doing something right now because every article I look at, I was looking at Crowder's <laughs> article the other day, there's Wayne Quirk. Yeah. I'm like, fucking Joe Rogan's thing, Wayne Quirk. Like, I'm like, ha, you know, and I always go, okay, like, I forget that how Facebook ads work. Mm-hmm. You can target them very specifically. Yes, you can. <laughs> and so you're not targeting me because I'm looking at Rogan. You're targeting at me because I live right here, or I'm a realtor, yep. or I'm a certain age, or I'm a man, or I'm like, there's yep. so many ways you can target it. I, I can get it down but to a point you where I'm. flooded that last video. Yep. He's everywhere yep and i can't stand looking at his videos because he's it's a dinosaur you know what i mean I'm like i like wayne you know i got yeah. my issues with him too but like i'm like wow this is unlistenable like yeah. it was just get to get a nice pretty boy to do it you know maybe not you but, <laughs> maybe, you know no, somebody no, that's I'm, good i'm the at, same color as the wall behind yeah, me and i don't i don't <laughs> you know somebody that's good at speaking somebody yeah. that can drive even maybe some humor mm-hmm. you know like can we make these videos a little bit more and yeah, this is the, and the money machine. Great concept. Yep, love it, love it, love it. Yep, just get someone else to do it, Wayne. Yeah, please delegate. But uh, yeah, you yeah. flooded the market with that last video. Yeah, right? and the thing is, I've been I've been doing that with a couple different videos. So um, that took forever to convince him to do that. And his whole mindset was, well, no one's going to see it. How how can you guarantee someone's going to watch this video? Don't worry, I can oh, guarantee. Yeah. I can guarantee someone will see this video. And you might know where they came from. You might know some of their demographics. Mm-hmm. You might it, know what operating system they're using. It, it Not got, that you need to know that. No, but I you don't. Can but like, I, I can literally pull it up on my phone right now and say, okay, well, I've got 600 people who watched it on an iPhone. So 
You so, know when they exit, how yeah. long they watched. I mean, not individually, but no. But I can get I can get a majority of time where it'll say you know eight hundred people have watched it from beginning to end. Yeah. Well, that's great. I know I now know eight hundred people are interested enough to watch it from beginning to end. And I feel bad for those people because they had to deal with, okay, well, if you're interested in real estate and you want to make money, let me tell you a story. There's an ancient Chinese proverb. <laughs> let me tell you a story from 1973. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, Exit. I... Exit. I'm gone. Yeah. But I did Quit. tell... I, I told him. I was like, you know, I can I can do this on a fairly minimum budget and get it all over. And he didn't believe me. And now he's going, well, how many people have seen it? What's going on? I'm like, no, I, I get people telling me, like, I see your dad on Facebook all the time. I see your dad in like this i see him all over the place i'm like yeah that that's me that's literally me doing the marketing the advertising like well how'd you do it well because I, I grew up with it this was the, the knowledge this is what i i understood i knew how to target people i knew how to do everything for that and every, everyone in the office is going well can you do that for me can you do that for me i'm like no <laughs> no do you have any idea how busy i am just with this one alone come on yeah so but that's that's kind of what i did and it, it's gone to the point now where i can literally go to my father and say hey just so you know in st Catharines alone old glenridge is the one that's looking at your videos the most. It's not. I'm just throwing an, an area and a name out there. Um, but Old Glenridge is the one area in St. Catharines that you're getting the most views and the most hits from. Maybe we should start to market that area a little bit heavier because that's where we're going to get potential buyers. And I can get it to a point where I, I, I can almost get it to... A neighborhood. A neighborhood, a street, like a block. I can I can pinpoint it down to wow. that. And that that's unheard of. Like that... Ten years ago, you could not do that. It was literally, we're going to send a mail out to everyone in St. Catharines. And you have to be on the cutting edge of technology now as a realtor to know that kind of yep. stuff. Like, you had technology as a background before you became a realtor. Yep. So you got a, you got kind of a leg up on people as far as that goes. Realtors don't have the time, or not necessarily do they have the expertise to pull someone in that has the exp mm -hmm. the, like the, the knowledge. Yeah. You know, so. And that's that's one of the things that I've noticed with uh, with our office and a couple different offices is that they don't have anybody who's tech savvy who knows how to do the online marketing. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. There are people out there that just naturally know how to do it because they've been doing it forever. That's how you get people who are Instagram famous, TikTok famous, stuff like that. They're not experts in this field. They just it's just a normal thing. You do you do this. These are the results you get. And so I was talking to him about that. And he's going, well, who can we who can we pay to have do this? Who can we have do the like just flick a switch and make it work? In the entire history of advertising, there's never been something that you flick a switch and it just works. There's been, you know, little bubbles here and there where stuff has done really well, but there's no one one trick that mm -hmm. every, you do this and it, it just guaranteed works because everybody would do it yeah. and then it doesn't work. So You're that's right. kind of the, the catch-22 you run into with it. What do you find is hot right now? I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee, except he came out yesterday and said something. He... <laughs> He dipped his toe in politics the other oh. day, and it was, an, it was just idiotic. Uh, so, and it was about uh, the, one of the murders in the States, and I'm like, this is it. And, it, no, the con like, I disagree with his take, mm -hmm. but still idiotic f from the standpoint of the Gary Vee's a god. Yeah. And and he's never been political. No. Anyways, so I've, I get I'd, sidetracked there. but No, no problem. I've, I've read Gary, v, uh, Gary Vee's book, Crushing It. Um, and it, it, for me, it was literally the other. I'm, I'm reading through it. I'm like, this is just a like a, a you knew guide. all that stuff I, already. None of this is new to me. That was for layman. Yeah, it's um, like uh, jab, 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 hook or whatever. Yeah, and uh, same so, type of thing. Same, same idea. It's it's, it's just, you know the the traditional marketing strategy. Give it away. Give do. it away. Give it away. Give it away. Ask for yeah. the money. Yeah. So um, the thing, like from my personal point of view, I don't mind Gary Vee's marketing strategy. I don't like him as a person. I find he's very abrasive and he, he's straight to the point. I don't mind that, but mm -hmm. I just, I have a really hard time when someone asks him a question, he goes, what the fuck's wrong with you? 
Well, okay. The dude, did, he asked you a legit question. Come on, don't don't belittle him for it. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of his take, and that's his attitude, and he's marketed that, and it works. Yeah. It's just it's not something that really turns my crank. Um, but I, I I get it, and I see that he's done that, and he's boasted a couple times where he says I can go to any area if I was in real estate and take over it in six months. And I watch how he does his marketing. I watch how he does everything. I'm like, I do not disagree with you. He definitely could. And the main reason is he will actually do it. Realtors won't. And, uh, well, that's another thing that he says. is like I'm giving you all this free information, and 99.5% of you won't do it. Yep. I'm proving to you. I'm showing you. Here, Here's the results, mm-hmm. and he won't do it. But well, the point I was getting to is he's he's been very good at being on the cutting edge of yep. stuff. Yeah. Right? Kind of like Wayne. Yep. Um, great vision great predictive skills too mm-hmm. like and the, the but, baseball cards for example he was talking mm-hmm. about that that was uh, the, genius the, oh my gosh i i'm not a, a an avid collector of baseball cards or anything but just to predict that much growth on something like that and for him to say look i've got what was it he has like eight of them he bought the cards for 200 bucks and now they're selling for two thousand eight hundred dollars or something like that just crazy and that was in one year and he went out and he bought a handful of the cards and now he's he just holds them up. They're a marketing strategy for him now. Mm-hmm. He's not going to sell them. It's him proving a point. He has a point to prove. And he's been right a lot of the times. Yeah. He was right about Google AdWords way before anyone yep. else. Like he bought the word wine and it cost him pennies. Mm-hmm. Now you want to buy the word wine right now? It's going to cost you thousands. Yep. Right. And so Google AdWords, it's just like you said, when it works and then everyone figures out that it's working, it then working. it stops working. Yep. And he's been really high on, and haven't listened to him so much in the last year. I, I remember about a year ago, I followed him on like a day in the life of Gary Vee. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like he was in the uh, United Arab Emirates, UAE. Yeah, he was, um, and they, he had a, you know, he's like, don't, uh, what is it? Document, don't create. Mm-hmm. So just film your day. Yep. And then make little bits out of it. But uh, he was right about AdWords. Mm-hmm. He was right about Facebook. Facebook's fallen off a lot now. Yep. But f- still very good at targeting. Yep. And then he said, and I haven't seen any results of it because I post on LinkedIn all the time, that LinkedIn has got the greatest organic reach. Yep. Well, I get nothing. LinkedIn's dead to me. Like, yeah. Well, did, I'm still waiting for him to give me live privileges, so I can't broadcast live there. I don't know why it's taken so, so long. They say because COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the universal excuse right now. Yeah. Um, but he, he was talking about an organic reach. I get nothing. And I've got a pretty good presence on, on LinkedIn. And for the most part, I'm pretty active. Not the same as Twitter. Twitter's probably my number one platform. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook, I do not too badly on, but not for business. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, malicious content or comments is more like <laughs> it. Uh, content and comments. Somebody say to me, do you really believe the stuff you post or are you just stir in the pot? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I'll answer them later. But, like, you know this isn't a human being, right? Mm-hmm. This is a, a fucking social media account. Yep. Now, there's a whole human being behind it. But do you think I, I walk out into the world and say the things I tweet? No. Yep. Anyways, he was wrong. But as far as I'm concerned, LinkedIn's dead to me. I get nothing. So it's, no organic reach at all. No, and it, it, it's it's one of those things where it's different for everybody depending on what business you're in, depending on what you're doing, and that's kind of where it, it or kind who of, follows you, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and it just kind of where it kicks in there. The thing that I found with LinkedIn is I don't I don't touch it, I don't post on it, I don't do anything like that. But I use it as a messaging system. We'll talk to other people, and if I need to find someone who's a a roofer or a contractor or anything, I can go on there, and it's very easy for me to find somebody because I literally go on and say contractor, 
well, here's a contractor and he's been searched by 260 some odd people and he's got mm. this and that. And that's how you get the organic reach because if I go, okay, well, I'm going to talk to him. Well, everybody who's looked at him and done everything, they get a post saying, hey, you know, the guy that you looked at for a contract, he's now working with Dave Quirk. Do you know Dave Quirk? Well, you should look at his profile. And that's their way of doing the organic reach is because they literally just, they force the web, that whole web of sociali- socialization where it's, you know, you might know one person who knows three people. Well, if you know this one person knows three people, you technically know these three people. Mm. And LinkedIn pushes that really, really heavily. Mm. So that's that's what they mean by their organic reach uh, because they kind of, they, they force it a little bit. You know what LinkedIn's really good at? And I had um, David Eskew, Paul David Eskew. He's a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. Brilliant motive coach like business savvy tech savvy too and he got me on linkedin with a bot yep so whatever sends out a message saying hey jim i see we got some mutual friends you know maybe we could book a call mm-hmm. but it was a bot that sent me that message then the bot escalates it to another conversation if you answer or maybe mm-hmm. even if you don't every time i accept somebody on on linkedin i get an automatic message from them. i hate that shit yep. and so and Paul, Paul has very been very generous with his time with me, and even just like personally coaching me, giving me some advice, some stuff like that. You should look him up. Really solid guy. Um, and so then I get leveled up on his bot, and then the next thing you know, I'm on a call with him. Mm-hmm. He hasn't he hasn't contacted me once personally. Yep. He's, and he's and I feel ashamed because I delete people or block. No, I don't block. Unfriend. I don't. I just ignore the bots because mm-hmm. I can see it's a bot, and I hate them. Yeah. Like it, one time on LinkedIn, I want somebody to say, "Hey, Jim, I just saw your profile, and uh, hey, uh, like something really specific that I know it's a human." Mm-hmm. But these bots are so good now. You almost you'll can't. never know. Yep. And the only reason, and I had him on my show a couple of times, and he was a great interview. Like a really saw. I thought it was anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all a bot. And I felt embarrassed. And he he told me on my show, like that's when I found out. I'm like, you know, you said that. He says, oh no, that was my AI. Mm-hmm. Your AI got me, got you on my show. He goes, oh totally. Yep. I'm like wow. So, so maybe that's the organic reach he's talking about because you can yeah. use, like bots everywhere else are frowned upon. Yeah. Use like a the, bot on Twitter, you're finished. Yeah. I don't know if there's bots on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think you can. Oh all, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they don't shut you down for using them. I'm sure they do, but the, the, the reach that a bot can have on Facebook is ridiculous. So by the time they get out and talk to everybody and they shut it down, well, we've already talked to 12,000 people. But they won't shut your account down. No. They'll just they'll say, like, hey, you need to stop doing this, or they'll disable it, or they'll give you a 30-day suspension. Give me an kind. example of a Facebook bot that's effective. <laughs> um, so this is a bad one, but it's uh, you ever get friend requests from really pretty women? Porno stars. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Um, and then you say, okay, we'll add friend. No, never. No, but some as soon people, as I scroll down and I see, usually yeah, no pretty now, women now, are hitting me up. No, okay? but nowadays <laughs> it's nowadays, the other way around. <laughs> nowadays people have caught onto it and they're like, oh, pretty woman's trying to talk to me. I'm not gonna do, deal like do anything. But it's that curiosity that usually gets men to do it, where it's like, oh, this pretty girl just added me. How do I? I, I can't see anything on her profile. Well, accept. I want to see what I'm talking to. Well, well, as soon as you hit accept, she messages you, hey, honey, how are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. What are you up to? You want to do a live cam with me? Yeah, and then it just goes to that, and then it, they send you a link, and you click on it and do whatever. Those are bots. And then the next thing you know, they're extorting you for cash because they got a clip of you or some mm-hmm. shit. They and we're going to uh, tell all your friends that we got a photo of you doing whatever in front of your computer with me. <gasps> wow. Yeah. 
but that's that is a Facebook one. And like I said, it's, it's not a great one, but it's it's an example because it happens. It's it's been done. So that's that's an example of a of a Facebook bot. Wow. So what other technology things are you high on? Oh, uh, so the for real estate, the one that I, I, I used for a little while and I, I, I liked their platform, I didn't like the price, uh, was bold leads. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that or heard no, of that. I never they, pay for a lead ever. No, fair enough. Uh, I was I was just curious because I wanted to see what these companies were doing because as soon as I know what they're doing, I can replicate it. And what they're holding, you write code? I write code. Wow. Um, but the one thing that I I noticed was that they put up a website and it says, "Do you want to know how much your house is worth?" So you put in the address and he goes, "Great. Can you tell us a couple more details? Is it how many bedrooms? How many bathrooms? On and on and on. Okay, awesome. And can we just get your name?" email or phone number so that we can send you a quote for your home done sure here's my email here's my phone number whatever and database building yeah it builds a database but what happens is as soon as it does that then a automated system from bold leads will message them and say hey you know thank you so much for this just out of curiosity and so i can get a more accurate evaluation what improvements have you made to your home that you think would increase increase the value it sounds like a legit realtor is asking you a question. So it'll send you a text or it'll send you an email, whichever one you did. So if it's a text, you can text back and say, oh, well, I redid the kitchen two years ago. and All AI. It's it's all AI and it does everything. And I, I never touched it. I paid for it. I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. Uh, it generated 50 leads and booked 10 listing appointments for me. And I didn't do anything. I literally just, I got an email and it was, you have a listing appointment booked for Tuesday at nine, at nine o'clock with so-and-so. Here's their information. Here's the conversation that we had How- with them. How, what kind of quality were the leads? So, obviously, some of them were not the best, but it was, it was literally, you, you got me in the door. Sure. And I had two of them that were down in Waynefleet, and they were cottages, waterfront cottages. I was like, wow, like, it got me, it got me in the door with these folks. Oh, my gosh. And it was, uh, the one it, they had, it was a beachfront property. It was two-story. Um, they bought it four years ago for 300000 and I was like, you, you can easily sell this for probably seven fifty, almost 800 and they're like, okay, well, we're going to enjoy it for this summer. And then once the fall comes, if you want to start marketing it, because we're not going to come back next year. Perfect. I didn't, I did not talk to them, do anything with them before walking up and introducing myself. Wow. And that was all from a automated bot. And they had no idea. They're like, oh yeah, well we, we spoke about this and I'm, I'm going like, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, yeah. Pulling up the conversation being like, okay, what, what the hell did the bot say? Yeah. So you can pull up the history. You can pull up the, you can pull up the conversation, you can pull up the history. It will build a database for you. It would actually build a uh, CMA for me that I could wow. take to the house based on the comps in the area. And I could, I could adjust it if I needed to, but it would literally say like, here's your like CMA for, for when you go to the property. Perfect. Well, this property is probably wow. really bad. Let me take that one out. Oh, this one might be better. Let me add that one in. And it would it would do everything for me, and I could literally just walk up and do it. The thing I didn't like was it was 600 US a month. And I'm like, that's a little pricey. So I found out what program they were using to build the CMAs. I figured out what program they were using to, to capture the data. And then I did everything in between where I actually talked to the people. And I, I literally just took their script and reintroduced it when I was talking to them. It's... It, couple extra steps during the day but it, mm-hmm. it was literally that surprise when I first did it where it was a week that went by and I was getting two emails saying you have a listing appointment on Thursday at 9 o'clock and you have another one on Saturday at 2 I'm literally like where did these listing appointments come from what what the hell are you talking about like pulling it up looking at it's like holy crap okay so 600 American a month man that's yeah. you're doing not bad business no I wonder they, how many agents that got subscribed oh to that. they and their their whole marketing thing is we uh, we don't share clients so you don't when you buy your, their service you buy an area so i had the oh. the welland area 
was was mine, and then that's how it somehow trickled down. That's how I got something in uh, in Port Colburn. So that's how I found the that, the the one waterfront property. Mm-hmm. But it was just because the people who were searching it were searching it in Welland when they did it, and that's why it became my lead. But when I was talking to them and doing everything, I was like, "Well, I'm in the Niagara area." They said, "Well, we have Thorold and we have Welland available. Everything else is booked." So they, they must be doing pretty good because that means they've got someone in Grimsby, someone in St. Catharines, someone in Niagara Falls, someone in Niagara the Lake, and they're they're paying the full price for it. So amazing, yeah. Yeah, technology's really uh, changed the real estate game, and you know, for those guys that were predicting that realtors were going to be obsolete, guess what? Still here. Yeah. So uh, and that's that's because you can't generate an automated program yet, yet, um, to do everything that we do. Because an automated program isn't going to be able to go the day after seeing a house and know the market, know what's going on, and figure out what the best way to advertise this property is. Mm. So um, right now I'm helping out with advertising a uh, property that backs onto a golf course. And I, I called the golf course and said, hey, you know what, can we advertise in your course? Can we do stuff with you guys? And they were like, no, 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 we don't want to do anything. I'm like, okay, uh, do you guys have an Instagram or a Facebook that I can look at just to kind of see because maybe I want to become a member they're like yeah sure here it is and they gave it all to me and I found their keywords and I remarketed it using all their keywords so now if someone searches the golf course this property pops up I'm like you you guys can either like advertise and work with me or I'll just piggyback off what you guys have already done Mm. like pick one or the other so I think I wanted to be really difficult so I just piggybacked off his account (laughs) and put a big sign up in the backyard yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but that's and that's that's the thing the market's come to because I you, you can either say, yes, I want to work with you, or I'm literally going to take whatever marketing <coughs> strategy thing that you have and just piggyback off of it. And there's nothing you can do. The, like the golf course can't contact Facebook and say, hey, he's using our keywords. Well, I'm sorry, you don't own the keyword golf course. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, AdWords still producing? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so t- when we relaunched the Remax website, um, I spent 300 bucks on Google AdWords and we went from the website generating next to no traffic whatsoever to three weeks later, before we had even spent the full budget, uh, we had 25,000 like unique visits. So from zero to that is incredible. And again, talking to my father, he's going, well, we, we, we're not seeing anything from it, so stop doing that. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm relying mostly on Facebook and then the Facebook I'm doing everything I can to get that out there, which is clearly working because you see it everywhere. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, you, you really, you know when it's working because you can't you can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, these guys are spending some dough right here. Yeah, and the, we're not. I'm just targeting it appropriately. So I've, I've because when you do go on uh, Google AdWords, if you're a realtor, it will say, here's how much, here's the range that your competitors are paying. If you pay more than them, we'll put you higher than them on the, the Google search ads and we'll make you pop up more often than they do and on and on and on. But if you target your keywords appropriately, you'll see that little graph of like, here's where your competitors are, slowly drop down to non-existent. And as soon as you see it disappear, perfect. Now I'm getting everything that they're not doing. So you can kind of tell a little bit that way. Oh, Andrew Gill tuned in on Twitter. Hey, Andy, say hello to your wife for me fruitcake um what else what else you doing brother oh that's that's pretty much it right now i (laughs) i'm i'm full-on real estate all the time it's 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 a very very busy 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 job i was not expecting it because i well you you know i grew up with it and everything and i started working in the back office when i was 14 
I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So I worked. Uh, so how old are you now? Thirty. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you feel old yet? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I never feel old. It doesn't matter how I hanging around with younger people all my life but uh and the kids usually the ones like i mean i love the kids i'm so into them and i just i don't know i treat them like adults mm-hmm. i talk to them like adults i got a four-year-old i'm hanging around with right now she is the joy of my life she is just perfect and mm-hmm. every i know perfect but whatever and um her uh grandmother's like why do you talk to her like that? What do you mean? She's a kid. So? I don't need to goo goo gaga with her. Yeah. Like, and I think the kids enjoy that. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's. Uh, well, remember uh, Carl Tupper? Is that name? Yeah. Ring a bell? Yeah. So when I was a kid, he talked to me the same way you would have. So he would literally be like, oh, you little shit. <laughs> he Whatever. Was, he, he, had, he had no filter. And I, I loved that. I was just like, oh, like, I like this guy. He yeah. he doesn't treat me like a kid. He treats me like a person. So yeah, and yeah. it was just a, it was a good guy to hang out with. Yeah. What's he doing these days? Oh. Does he still do anything for Pops or no? No, no. I haven't I haven't seen or heard from him in years. Hmm. Um, last time I did anything, I pulled him up on Facebook because I was kind of curious. And it was a photo of him with his family. So I was like, oh, okay, well. Must be doing pretty good. He's got a full beard now, which throws me off because I'm so used to everybody being clean shaven all the time, and then beards made a comeback, and he's just got this full bushy beard. I was like, oh wow, wow, that's <laughs> who needs it. a big thing like that? And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they made a comeback, but way more handsome without a beard. Everyone is. <laughs> I look like I look ten years younger without a beard. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. Wow, man. Uh, what other technology are you high on these days for realtors? Oh, and uh, do you do you don't do any contracting? If somebody calls and says, "Hey, I want to launch my site," can you do me an I, SEO? I don't do any any of that. I point them off to to somebody else who actually is gonna do it a little bit more. Who can dedicate more time to it than I can? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason I'm doing it for dad is because well, it's it's dad. Mm-hmm. Um. And then for me, obviously, it's just second nature for me to jump on and do something and whatnot. And then I do the stuff for him. Uh, I've had a couple agents say like, hey, what are you doing for this? How'd you get these? How'd you get that? And I show them how to do it. But it's the same as Gary Vee. I'm going to show you and then you're just not going to do it. So mm. not my not my problem. I, sh- I gave I showed you the tools. I showed you how to use them. It's your, your job to build. Well, and it's 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 tough because like if it's not your thing and you've never done it before, mm-hmm. like uh, OBS, let's say. I've never learned OBS. So the the learning curve is pretty steep, mm-hmm. especially the first time you do anything. It's like, oh, yep. and after that, you know, yeah, it's, there's it's, not so much of a learning curve. But No, but that's with, with anything in life, and not then, even and, technology. And you hate it, too, the whole time because mm-hmm. it's so difficult. You're like, oh, this doesn't work. And just a trial and error, just, you know. So yeah, yeah. But eventually you figure it out. You get your cameras hooked up. You get your audio figured out. And it becomes second nature. But again, that's with learning anything, whether you're learning technology stuff, whether you're learning an instrument, yeah. learning how to drive. Think about the first time you ever drove. It was super like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, years later, you're making a taco while driving with a knee. <laughs> in <laughs> like Doing shots, a yeah. few rips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – yeah, it, you, you want no part of the learning curve, and that's why, you know, the old dinosaurs are like, well, who can I hire for that? Yeah. 
and a lot, there's a there's a lot of things now where you you can't hire somebody to do that you need to you need to do it yourself because if you hire somebody for example i, I feel like dad kind of lucked out with me because i grew up with it i know how uh the real estate thing works and i took the time to do the technology stuff which he berated me for the entire time i was doing it and now he's like i'm really thankful you learned this I'm like yeah yeah now you're thankful <laughs> yeah show me the paycheck yeah yeah i was i remember standing at the mansion house with a, a musician friend of mine and i've got a couple of guitars over there i've had them for maybe five ten years whatever a long time yeah probably <laughs> ten years and i can play the d chord yep all right d that's it now i don't spend a whole lot of time on it because well my fingers big and my hands cramp and my fingertips get sore because they're not calloused yet and i remember talking to this guy i'm going dude like i i can i can play a few chords but moving my hands around it's like yeah it's just you want you you can see where you want it to go but Mm -hmm. this is really hard and i remember him saying there's there's a hump that you'll get over Mm -hmm. and once you get over the hump it just flows like then it's fun. Then you'll start picking up the guitar more because mm-hmm. moving your hand around is pretty easy. And then, but you know, getting to that point is really yeah. tough. So that's kind of like the learning curve on anything, I yep. guess. But it's 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 it is one of those once you once you get the the basics out of the way with guitar basics of moving your hand, figuring out what you need to do to do that with technology, getting into it and just figuring out where you need to go to make something happen. Once you get past that hump it becomes very easy and it gets to one of those points where you can say, hey, you know what, I want to do this and it's not three hours of watching YouTube videos where some kid tries to, to show you how to do it and you're just like, oh, okay, I, I figured it out. I got it. Oh, I, I'm going to assume it's over here because it's very intuitive and that works. So that's mm-hmm. uh, just kind of how that whole thing works. But <laughs> on, What uh, else are you up to? No more YouTube? No more YouTube. Uh, so again, was the was into gaming and doing that whole thing and had a YouTube channel and was working with people on that. And because of my hobby becoming my job, it kind of killed the hobby for me. And now me trying to slowly get back into it, I'm finding that I'm using it more as a way to make money than a, than an actual hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll, I'll, so the game I used to play was Warhammer. You would have these little miniatures, you'd build them, you'd paint them and do everything. And it's the same as in real estate. You don't want to do the paperwork. Well, if you're in the hobby and you want to play the game, you don't want to build and paint the miniatures. So a lot of people pay someone else to do it. And I don't I don't mind painting, so I'll, I'll sit there for two or three hours a week and bang out a couple models and then send them back to the guy and say, okay, you owe me 200 bucks. Because hmm. that's, that's just, they didn't want to do it, and I don't mind doing it. So I'd, I'd make a little bit of money doing that. Uh, haven't had the time to do that as much, but still kind of, doing a little bit on the side there and then helping a couple people out with that um and then otherwise it's literally just trying to help people (laughs) help people out with the technology stuff because i'm everyone says i'm the tech guy so i get calls and emails from people saying like hey can you help me with this how do i do this like just it it, it gets kind of old really fast (laughs) but that's that's pretty much all i've been doing um yeah i don't have much of a social life anymore i'm going on uh a wine date with my my girlfriend later on tonight. And I'm going out tonight Ooh. for the first time since the mansion house reopened. I'm gonna go out. I might even have a drink. <gasps> yeah, I'm going out. I'm gonna be seen in public. I can't tell you where I'm gonna go because um, somebody might show up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alex Zam's playing tonight. He's doing magic at uh, Camp Cataract. Mm-hmm. Alan Bu- uh, Bueller. 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 <laughs> 
Thunderclap. It's his it's his uh, bar, Camp Cataract in the Falls. So, uh, yeah, 8 o'clock, Alex Kazam's going up. And uh, so I'm going out. I'm going to see a few mm-hmm. of my homies tonight because, well, you know what? It's been a tough time, man. I don't need to tell you. It's, no. You know, it's... Um, you know you can't hug. Well, I'm I'm a world class Olympic level hugger. Yeah. Okay. I'll, Everyone I'll knows that. I'll that. that after the show. <laughs> Everyone knows that. And I started social distancing two years ago. Okay. Like I mean, this is nothing new for me mm-hmm. because I just fell off the map. You know, I just I haven't been feeling it. Yeah. You know, mentally, physically, lately, physically too, but. I'm trying to sort some things out with my health, and it's just when you're not feeling it, you're not you're not yeah. on your game. You don't want to go anywhere, and um, kind of get that mindset where people just suck. Yeah, it, well, there's it's no, a self-created no it. lie just, that yeah. we, you know, I hate people or I hate real estate. Well, if you if you believe that, then mm-hmm. you don't have to do real estate and feel good about it, right? Yep. Because you hate it, so mm-hmm. it's justified. And I don't hate people. I love people. Or you wouldn't be sitting here right now, and I wouldn't do this show all the time with people I like mm-hmm. or that I find interesting or not even like, you know. I can talk to anyone. In fact, the people that I don't like or that don't like me are the, you know, I would want to get those people in, f- you know, more than anyone because. <laughs> just have them where you look deep in their eyes and go. No, no, no. You just you learn more me? from people that disagree with you yeah. politically or, or whatever. Um, anyway. So, yeah, when the mansion house opened after COVID, I was their first table at noon. Me and uh, my friend Beth went down and we'd we'd get the the first table because they're my boys. I wanted to support them. And then Beth left me there and I continued to drink and drink and drink and drink and drink because Mm -hmm. my boys showed up and it was really fun, (laughs) you know, and you forget. You know, I was out the other day, I'm doing real estate. Not the other day, months, many months ago. And uh, a buddy called and. He's just like, I need some help. And there's nothing better. Like, when you're the guy that's helping, Mm -hmm. like, your purpose is fulfilled, right? Like, that's really what we love to do is help people, right? Mm -hmm. As much as we say, you know, fuck it. Um, I remember coming home. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a good day. Because I sorted all their problems for them, and they're all appreciative, right? Mm -hmm. Well, COVID hits. You You don't get that anymore. It's all gone. And you're wondering why your head's so fucked up. Like, I mean, everyone, for the most part, I think is it's been a hard time. And so, anyway, Mansion House opened. I was the first table because they're my boys. I love those guys. And uh, I used to, used to be my, it used to be Friday, five o'clock, you show up, give your business card, the drink's on me. Yeah. Now, the drink wasn't on me, but the bar was, you know, it's getting people in the bar. Yep. And they're like, Jimmy, you want to give a free drink away to the, fuck, come on. No problem. Mm-hmm. So I'd have 10 or 15, sometimes 20 people show up on Fridays, and we all just, you know, well, Friday night turned into a, such a shit show because, you know, you start at 5, you leave at 11, mm-hmm. you get six hours or more in you boozing, you know, and then the kids start coming in. Anyway, so uh, Alex was here the other day, and uh, he, he didn't perform any magic for me. He, he refused, and so I said, okay, well, I guess i got to pay my 20 bucks and go down to Camp Cataract tonight, so I'm going down to check him out. So I'm looking forward to it, actually, because I know there will be a few peeps there that I haven't seen in a long time, and I'll get to hug a few peeps. I'm not putting a mask on. I was just I about to ask, like, will not a mask wear on? a mask. Now, what happens when someone says you got to put a mask on? No one says that. Oh, fair enough. What are they going to do? Kick me out? They don't want my money? <laughs> no. You can't shop here without a mask? Uh, yeah, I can, actually. No, I've got... 
chronic lung conditions. I can't put a mask on my face. I don't want a dirty bacteria-infected diaper on my face. Damn. The guy at the at the market was a real asshole to me. He chased me around. I, I'm, I'm polite, too. I'm not a dick about it. I'm having but I realized saying that, but okay. Huh? I said I'm having a hard time seeing that. But okay, <laughs> okay, sure. No, for the, for I the mean, I, of the I don't story, come off like a, I don't come in and go fuck you in your mask. Yeah, I just you know. Anyways, I say no, thank you. You know, and then no, thank you hasn't been working. So well, in the beginning, well, that time it didn't work at all because mm-hmm. dude followed me, and he says you're walking the wrong way. There's there's arrows on the floor here. They get the market. They get a, like a. a you know, like a, a rope or something yeah. down the middle. And you you come in this way and you got to walk around this way. You can't. Anyways, I walk in and I go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I come in the back door and I walk against the arrows. Yeah, I'm not, you know, paying attention, nor do I fucking care about your arrows on the floor, okay? So I get to the, the end and the security guard goes, you, you need a mask. I'm like, no, thanks anyway. And then um, and the guy at the door, I'm like, no, I'm, no. And uh, so then he comes up to me and he's a city employee, mm-hmm. right? And he's being a real dick. And he's giving me the mask. He's touching the mask, not the strings. Yeah. The- well, I heard somebody say the other day, somebody gave them with tongs mm-hmm. right here. Well, there's no, you know, there's no COVID on the end of the tongue. So, they, yeah. But he was touching the mask. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I told you already, I'm not wearing a mask. And then. And then it used to be, I don't wear masks. What do you mean you don't wear masks? Well, I don't wear masks. But now now I figured out that I can't wear a mask is the proper thing. Yep. Like I have medical exemption. I don't say that. Mm-hmm. I just say I can't wear a mask because I can't. Mm-hmm. I just I can't bring myself to wear a mask. And plus, hello, <laughs> there's no cases in Niagara right now. No one's getting sick from COVID. Fuck off. Yeah. You know, like, anyways, I did see a girl at the lake. <laughs> in the lake. <laughs> With a mask on. And I, I've never seen so many willing people just willing to get in line and it's say. Sheep. Yeah. Yep. I'll wear your mask. So no, <clears throat> I um. Oh, the market for masks too is just getting ridiculous. Are you crazy? You know, you did, did anyone see this coming? No. Who's <laughs> investing in masks? Somebody like, like somebody once out there was probably just like, you know what? I'm going to invest in uh, in medical masks and see what happens. And, and early on, they're reselling toilet paper. <laughs> Are you kidding? They got shut down. Oh no, you can't sell toilet paper on Kijiji yeah. anymore. <laughs> We're going to run out of toilet paper. It's been a rough, though. I make light of it because I think it's ridiculous. Um, but it's, it's, I guess it's pretty serious for some people. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. Oh, we shouldn't you know, talk about going down a side street. The um, average age of death was 82. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That Now it's about, uh, well, I heard Trump say the other day, which means it's probably bullshit, right, because Trump lies. 78. But guess what the average age for the 30 days um, post-riots was? 34. So maybe that was average age of infection, though. Okay. I was saying that, w- that wouldn't have been deaths. Cause like... No, no. Yeah, so it went from 
average age of 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 death of 82 now it's 78 but after the after the riots the average age of infection was 34 I'm like, mm-hmm. even uh i mean the average age of infection is pretty high too mm-hmm. but but i mean the, the the disease itself the infection i think it's like what 99.7 percent of people are going to get over it and like are immune to it mm-hmm. or it's just not even going to do anything not only that and that, this is the one thing that bothered me so much because i you know i'm I don't know. I, I like this kind of stuff, so I want to learn about it. Like, I'm intellectually curious. Mm-hmm. I'm not intellectually... I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I want to know more. And um, right from the beginning, I'm like, this. it all sounds like so much bullshit. And what they weren't taking into consideration is the asymptomatic rate. And now they're saying, geez, I just heard somewhere that a school system... In Florida, did they have a outbreak in the schools? So the, the the data, like I get that we didn't know mm-hmm. a lot about this thing when it first came in, right? And, um, and a lot of people were making jokes about it and being like, "Oh, it's just going to be another, it's going to be another." CNN month, month. fact checked Trump last night on his uh, acceptance speech and said Donald Trump downplayed the effects of the COVID for months. Uh, yeah. We all did. Yeah. <laughs> like C- congratulations. He, he's the same it. as everybody else. Like you talk about the the fatality rate, mm-hmm. okay? They based lockdown on 3 to 7% fatality rate. That's fucking serious shit. Mm-hmm. If you contract a disease or a virus and there's a 7 3 to 7% chance you're going to die, yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah. Right? That's something to be worried about. So they shut the whole economy down based on this. What we didn't know is 10 times the number of infected testing positive people are out there asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't even know if those asymptomatic cases are spreaders. Yeah. Like, there's so much we don't know about it. But what we do know, and from very early on, they tested, uh, there was 200 pregnant women in a New York hospital. Well, they found out like, like 80% of the people that tested positive had no symptoms yeah so when you're out there it, like it, well, when it you also have it also a, doesn't a, help that the symptoms an are order the exact of same magnitude as cold, right? greater than the infected rate that are positive out there asymptomatically you have to put those people into the mix mm-hmm. they have covid they just have no symptoms yeah and so when you mix those people into the death rate, that's when you come to the 99.6 or mm-hmm. 99.7 or 90, even 99.4. Like that's, man, that's, we locked it. We could have done all of this with social distancing. Yep. We didn't have to lock down the economy. No. And like I was, what I was and saying. I'm is sure like, it, when it's the pandemic is going, sorry to interrupt, but I'm sure in the hot spot of it, yeah, masks could be appropriate because if everyone's infected and coughing all over the place, yeah. Not now. No. No. Here's the infection rate. Yeah. Uh, masks over here. Yeah. Like it's over. You know. Anyway. Okay. That's like trying to put water on the house after it burned down. Yeah. The 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 the, the horse is out of the barn for sure, man. <laughs> but no, the one thing that's kind of messing with everybody is that the symptoms for COVID are the same as what ninety other common colds and diseases out there so someone might have Bronchitis, a cough whatever, yeah. Yeah. someone might have a cough and it's just like oh don't worry i've had a cough for years well no it turns out you actually have covid it's just masked itself with another symptom that you've already had forever mm-hmm. so you are symptomatic you just don't know it i bought into it man i got scared for a while there i thought that you know what 
because they showed somebody's lungs were cut open. There was a, you know, like, and you know, you hear some of the horror stories, and mm -hmm. fear is easy to conjure. Yeah. And they did a good job. They got me mm -hmm. early on. And then I'm like, oh, come on. Listen, once I found out about the asymptomatic rate, there, there was no pay, way to put that genie back in the bottle no. because, like, okay, I get it now. So It also didn't help that they were claiming a lot of the deaths that were happening naturally or from old age or from whatever. Oh, like yeah, that's a whole different other oh, thing. Oh, God. Right? But, like, that, that also spikes the numbers for, oh, for yeah. the death rate. And it's just like, oh, well, you know, this, this guy just died. Well, did you account the fact that he crashed his motorcycle and, like, no. wiped out? No, he had COVID. No, come on. Yeah. Horrible. So. If you're drinking water, I'm going to drink water. All right, buddy. 510. Ooh. <clears throat> contact information. How do people get a hold of you? We'll get out of here. All right. So you can contact me pretty much on any form of social media. Just Dave Quirk. Look for the guy in the blue suit, the red tie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put us back to that uh, view. I just have to adjust your camera angle here. I've been going back and forth and leaving you at the full screen, just me in the corner. There's David Quirk right there. <laughs> Find him on Facebook. Yep. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm thinking about doing a TikTok. Don't do it, man. Okay. So Fuck the, China. No, there was a whole thing that happened. I went to the R4 this year. The which? The, the, the real estate convention in Vegas. Oh, did you? Yeah. And okay. there was this whole thing about social media. Is it worth it? So, uh, sorry, the, the fact that the seminar is called Social Media, Is It Worth It? I'm like, okay, let's see how much of a shit show this is. And TikTok, you can advertise on TikTok. You can do everything on TikTok. It's the exact same as every other social media platform. Oh. It's just a different medium. It's it's videos. You can still message. You can still like. You can still friend. You can still comment. You can still have messaging. It, it does everything. But the main thing to it is videos, similar to how Instagram, their main thing is it, pictures and whatnot it's just a different medium but there was one guy who went up and they're asking questions saying okay well instagram like how would i do this and how do hashtags work another one goes up and says well facebook should i be sending out my invites doing everything and then one guy stands up and says hey um tiktok do you think that it's got any place in the market and he got laughed out they laughed him out of the seminar because he asked the question i was like well that was kind of rude and then i pulled up and i do a little bit of curiosity and searching on it and gary v is talking about a, a realtor oh, he's huge yeah and he, he's all over TikTok, too. Really? Oh, yeah. I just got, don't want to give my information to China. No. The thing is, you've already given it to everyone else. I will say, you've already Might done it with well. all the other ones, so who really cares? And who cares about my information? Um, but no, there was, it was a... I just a, want to be paid for it. Yeah. But there was a realtor who did his... He, he does a TikTok, and it's, he talks about uh, horror stories of being a real estate agent, funny things that happen as being a real Broke estate agent. agent. Stuff like that. And he literally is talking... He tells us uh, the one story, and it's just him doing like a little skit, and he's like... Oh, you want to do some showings? Okay, are you pre-approved? Because that's like the golden ticket for doing showings and stuff like that. No, I just want to look at 20 houses and never call <laughs> you again. Okay, well, so I'm not going to show you any houses if that's how you're going to be. Well, just show me just show me 10 houses. Can you just show me 10 houses? I just want to, I just want to look at houses. Boop, and that's the end of the TikTok. It's just a funny thing. But he does videos like that all the time. And think about Dary V's, uh, you know, document. Don't mm -hmm. create. You could have a fucking camera guy following you around yeah. all the time sitting in your listing presentations i mean like how to kind of mm -hmm. you know? well that's but that's uh maybe there's no market for that but broke agents one of my favorites yeah eric simon he's been on the show i had him on the sh i don't know maybe a couple you know you must know broke agent mm -hmm. right oh fuck the guy's just genius like he's made a living well maybe like he's making a living off merch mm -hmm. like the broke agent shirt mm -hmm. i got it it's one of my favorite shirts he says you know he's and 
so generous. He came on the show and he sent me two shirts. Oh, right One's on. uh, just sell it, and it's got the Nike swoosh mm-hmm. or something similar. To, oh no, it's got the key that kind of looks like a, the Nike swoosh. And then he says, "Yeah," uh, in my interview with him, he says, uh, "The broke agent shirt is probably one of my least popular shirts because who wants to wear an a-, a shirt that says broke agent mm-hmm. on it? I love it. I think it's awesome. It's my favorite shirt. My one of my favorite T-shirts. Yeah, but you don't want to be wearing that around if you're a realtor. No. But he's made a living." Off selling the merch and being funny yep. on social media, yeah. and he sells real estate in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. So he said, "One day I'm not going to be selling real estate. I'm just going to be doing broke agent merch and comedy videos." Mm-hmm. Oh, the have you seen the psycho buyer? I, she comes in. She wants to role play. She says, "Okay, you just come in the house and pretend you're my husband." Oh, yeah. Okay. And she's like psychopath. Yeah, <sighs> just a really good sense of humor, mm-hmm. and it's nothing to do. You know, no. it's a, you know, one yeah. camera shoot, a little bit yeah. of editing, upload. Like Perfect. he, he does have some produ- some pretty decent production value on that video, which is probably five years old now. Mm-hmm. But uh, what a genius way to market! Yeah. And the thing is, that's what people do. If you have something that someone's gonna watch and go, ha, oh my gosh, and then send it. If they mm-hmm. send it to someone else, you're yeah. doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. If it's literally, oh, I'm just gonna watch this. Oh, that was kind of funny, and then they forget about it. Well, okay, you you did your time. You got a little bit of a laugh out of somebody. But if you can do something that motivates someone to send it to somebody else. They want to send it to a friend. They want to send it to their mom. They want to send it to whomever and say, oh my gosh, hey, was your realtor like this? And they send it off. Something along those lines, you're doing it right because now they're doing the marketing for you, right? Mm-hmm. So, but that's that's what was going on with the whole, the, the guy on TikTok is he was doing these funny videos. On, like, they're, they're 10 seconds. They're nothing. But it's all his contact information is in the description. You can click on the thing. You can start following him. And he said, I was doing TikTok for maybe Fuck, I six. I got TikTok Yeah, now. he was like, I was doing it for six months. And he got 10 listings. Can you imagine my political takes on TikTok videos? Oh, my. <laughs> and especially if I do the jump cuts and I cut yeah. it all down. What's the length of a TikTok video? As long as you no. want it. Like, I think it's it maxes out at like a minute or something. If oh, you, yeah. So you got to be tight. You got to be, be tight. You can't have like huge, crazy long videos. But usually the, the average video is maybe 10 seconds long. Um, because that's that's how long it needs for someone to make the joke or do the dance or whatever they're doing. Um, but there's there's been realtors all over the place that are trying to do it, and their whole thing is, oh, I'm just going to do a property tour. This is another thing that does videos. Let's do property tours. So I go on realtor, and I'm like, okay, let's see what the realtor thing is. Property tour, property tour, property tour, property tour, property tour. Oh, um, really? Bo- yeah, it's just it's just people doing that, and then you run across this guy, and he goes, you know. So I was I was doing. Well, oh, like, I mean, a, like virtual tour. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, but, not like caravan. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. No, but they'll. It's like. It's, it's someone walking around the house being like, oh, right. look at that. Like, look at this. Look at that. And then you go to this guy and he goes, so I, I had a I had a lady try and push me in her basement while doing a showing and lock me in. <laughs> and like, it's, it's literally, that's how the video starts. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. And now he's got me locked in. He said that. He's like, oh, I, I got a story for you. And then he tells the whole story and it's like cool. three parts. So you got to, you got to like him. You got to follow him to find the other videos. But it's, it's, he's got those hooks and it's literally, he's the only one as a realtor doing that because everyone else is the typical realtor. They're doing the property tours. They're doing the, hi, my name's so-and-so i work for this company if you're interested in buying or selling oh, next so uh what's her name from uh, rebel realty has got a really nice way about her property tours and her on-camera presence emily berry mm. she's mm-hmm. nice yep. nice job and her husband is in the background answering questions on the thing and yep. I, I just chirp in once in a while i've sent her a private message i'm like ah yeah you know what's not working this yeah and, and you know but she's nailing it oh yeah and uh and it's she's just, crushing it in real estate too. Yeah, you just you wow. got to You got to Like I said before, it's when everybody figures out how something works, it stops working. Mm-hmm. So these people are doing things differently, and it works. 
And because it's real estate, no other agent wants to invest the time. So they're the you, you got to be the other 0.5% that does it, right? So Cool, man. All mm-hmm. right. Here he is right here. I'm just going to put your Facebook page up one more time. David right. Quirk, look him up. He's at Remax Garden City, 905-641-1110. You can have him page, page me through the office. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, we don't use page anymore. No. Uh, don't. Just, yeah. just text me. You can page him. <laughs> Remax Garden City, hook him up. David, thanks for your time. I appreciate you. it. Let's get out of here. All righty. Still can't believe you.